The assignment I've been given by the Spirit in the month of May is to take the office of a midwife. I was going to wear scrubs today. I was literally going to wear scrubs. Do you know what scrubs are? Yeah. I was going to come looking like you're in an emergency room. Because many of us are in the labor room of life. And what is going on here, there is what, what in medicine we call prolonged labor. And I've been sent to, to induce a delivery. And that's what God's word is going to do today. Get ready, get excited for the month of May. I have been sent, hear me? I feel like throwing this suit away and it's getting out right here. I have been sent to induce a delivery. Open your heart to receive God's word. Let's go into the word for a few minutes and then we'll begin to release words of power. As they begin to come, open your heart and say, this is me. This is for me. This is for my life. This is for my destiny. Glory to God. I said glory to God. The word of the Lord for us in the month of May is break forth. Break forth. You can see there's no gentle manliness to that word. There's no ladylikeness to that word. There's no composure. There's no decorum. It's an instruction by the Spirit of God that hear me, KICC, Canada. It is your day. It is your season of breaking forth. That sounds to me that there might be limitations. I am not just walking forth. I am not just changing seasons, but I am breaking into a new season. Am I in the right church this morning? Somebody shout, break forth! Okay, you, you will be louder than this shortly. Let us go to Genesis. Genesis chapter 38. Glory to God. Genesis chapter 38, verse please, as much as you can, do not miss any Sunday in May. I am imploring you, as much as you can, do not miss any Sunday in the month of May. Genesis chapter 38, we read from verse 27 to verse 29. Next week, by God's grace, we will break this down a bit further. A bit further. But please, let's just lay a few bricks today so that I have ample time to release words of power into our lives. Genesis chapter 38, verse 27 to verse 29. Um, if you don't mind, let me read 27. And you can read 28. And together we read 29. Is that fine? Is that okay? And it came to pass in the time of a travail. Travail is the King James word for labor. What we know as labor. Hello. So a lady has carried this destiny for nine months. And now it is the time of a travail. Remember I said that I am sent as a midwife in the spirit to induce deliveries. And it came to pass in the time of a travail that behold, twins were in a womb. And, okay, it's you guys' turn. Go on, go on. The thing is, is burning here. So go on, go on, guys. If you don't go on, I might just send some, <laughs> some bullets your way. All right. This is the first midwife. This is not the one I am. I'm the second midwife. All right. Hello. Are we still in church this morning? Yes, Verse 29. Can we read together? And it came to pass as he drew back his hand that behold his brother came out and she said, who is she? The first midwife. The physical midwife, right? 
And she said, How hast thou broken forth? This breach be upon thee. Therefore, his name was called Perez. If you have a modern translation, it was called Perez. Somebody say, Perez. I am breaking forth. Come on, you are going to need to use your words, your words to declare. They say, in the month of May, I am breaking forth. And I am breaking forth on all sides. This message started from the morning. It started with edifice. When it was the stewards meeting, another layer was laid. Even the, the spirit of God is so intentional this season that even the praise and worship today was preaching the sermon up until the prayer. So they've done a, lo- a large chunk of my work. Somebody say, I'm breaking forth. I am breaking forth. And I'm breaking forth on all sides. Matthew chapter 1, verse 1 to verse 3. Precious Holy Spirit, let your anointing rest mightily on this word. Let this not just be words spoken. Let it be spirit. Let it be life. In the mighty name of Jesus. Matthew chapter 1, I read very quickly from verse 1 to verse 3. The book of the generation of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. How many remember this verse? How many remember that verse? All right, some do. Verse 2. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. And Jacob begat Judah and his brethren. Somebody say Judah and his brethren. If you can see what is going on here, there is already what we call prophetic overtaking. Because Judah was not the firstborn of Jacob. Judah was not the secondborn of Jacob. Am I still in church this morning? So what is being traced here is not human genealogy. It is spiritual DNA. Abraham begat Isaac. Isaac begat Jacob. Jacob begat Judah and his brethren. Now it tells us something really, really, really. I know I'm on the pulpit, but there is no better way to describe this verse. This verse is strange by all means. Verse 3. Verse 3 is a strange verse. And Judah begat Phares. At least you guys now know who Phares is, right? We all know, right? And Zara of Tamar. And Phares begat Ezram, and Ezram begat Aram. Judah begat Phares, the same Judah. Don't worry, we will, we will see Judah well next week. But as far as today is concerned, the author brings in another lady called Tamar and tells us that the child of destiny that the bloodline of the Messiah will be traced through was not the first son of Judah. We will meet him next week. Was not the second son of Judah. We will meet him next week. Was not the third son of Judah. We will meet him next week. In fact, was not the first son that Judah had through Thamar, technically, because one brought out his hand, but he took it back. Because the appointed one was the one who will break forth, and his name was Perez. How many generations, how many protocols, how many policies, how many laid down principles will God have to bypass in the month of May for him to convince you that it is your time of breaking forth? And the answer to that is as many as necessary. As many as necessary. Some doors will be kicked down, some mountains will be melted, some valleys will be lifted, some crooked paths will be made straight. 
all to the conclusion that it is in this season that my breaking forth happened. Come on, if you believe it, shout a bigger amen. amen. Come on, say it with me. In the month of May, I am breaking forth. In the month of May, I am breaking forth. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 10. Genesis chapter 49 and verse 10. Jacob, by prophecy, had invited all of his children. And he says, come, let me begin to give you words. Let me show you the days to come. Let me show you the rest of 2020. Let me show you the rest of your life. Come, see, prophecy is powerful. Prophecy is powerful. So Jacob gets to Reuben. He releases something that does not sound like a blessing. He moves on up until verse 10 and he gets to this child again. And he says, the scepter, the symbol of authority, the pledge of rulership, the proof of dominion shall not depart from Judah, nor a lawgiver from between his feet or from his loins until Shiloh come and unto him shall the gathering of the people be. Everybody will be connected to Judah. Everybody will drink from Judah. This was the prophecy this guy carried. I am wondering what kind of God makes a decision like this. God, you don't know Judah. You don't know his mother. You don't know him. Because if you know him, you will not choose that the scepter should not depart. At least protect yourself. Hello? God, protect yourself. If it say the scepter shall start. Start from Judah, right? Does that sound fair? Let it start. So that when Judah messes up and the scepter departs, everybody will say, God, you are righteous. But God is saying, what is actually speaking is my righteousness. And my righteousness is saying that the scepter will not depart from Judah. Is somebody getting it? All right. Because what God is about to do in your life in the month of May, even you, you will believe that it is probably not time yet. And you can see why I said that the message started since. Because I've come to announce to you by prophecy that your time has come. I said I've come to announce to you by prophecy that your time has come. And you may not be the best qualified. God will bypass and skip generations. God will move multiple more qualified persons. And he will move as though he did not see them. He will bypass as though they do not exist. Because there is a prophecy upon your life. And the time for that manifestation has come. Somebody shout with me. I'm breaking forth. Hmm. Let's go back to Genesis chapter 38. Let's look at verse 28 and 29 again. And see what really is going on here. Ah, thank you, precious Holy Ghost. It says when she was in labor, one of the babies, can I paraphrase? Because they were twins, right? Hello? Are you still in church this morning? Yes, one baby put out his hand. And the midwife took his hand and bound upon it a scarlet thread. A scarlet thread? Do you know what that means? Do you know, <laughs> do you know what the scarlet thread means? A picture of redemption? A picture of salvation? A picture of cleansing and deliverance? Only that the midwife puts the scarlet thread on the wrong hand. 
And part of what God has sent me to do is to put that scarlet thread on the right hand. Took out his hand, bound upon the scarlet thread, saying, this baby was born first. Yes, ma. Only that this is not the one coming out first. Oh, glory to Jesus. Don't worry, you'll see it shortly and you'll become as excited as I am. He says, but the one that they put the scarlet thread actually pulled it back. He said, please. It was as though he said, please, dear. I am not the one carrying dominion, please. It is not upon my destiny that king, kingship is reigning, please. And then he pulled the hand back. He said, but he drew back his hand and behold, his brother, the younger one, was born first. So the, the first midwife was like, what's going on? It was my duty to crown the king. It was my duty to crown the king and I saw the first appearance until Shiloh comes. I was convinced that this is the king but somehow God is saying this is not my choice because God's plan is that the scepter will not depart from Judah. Am I still talking to God's children this morning? That the plan for dominion was to come through this means so that those of us who were aligned in Christ will see our prophetic heritage. That this is our connection. The only challenge is that the midwives of life tend to miss it the first time. They tend to judge by stature. Who is the tallest in the room? Who is the most qualified? They tend to judge who has the best education? Who has the best accent? And sometimes, many times, they miss out on God's right diagnosis because the one that the oil is upon their head many times will not look like it. Many times it will not look like it. And the reason why God likes people who don't look like it is that on the day of their appearing, all of the glory in its entirety will go to the king of kings. Can, can we now begin to peel this a bit so that you begin to see what God is doing with us in the month of May? Can we begin to peel it a bit now? Because when this first child raised the hand and the midwife, remember what we learned? The midwife in the realm of the spirit is the office of the prophetic. And you are the one that stands in the labor room and you decide that it is a season. A season has come now. And the prophet, by the oil of God upon the life, can declare right now that even though it's spring, it is winter. Do you get that? Yes, uh, no, you didn't get it. You didn't get it. If you got it, you'll be on this roof right now jumping and spinning and saying what it means is that they might have said that we've closed it but my God said we've not closed it and because they think they're in charge they're not really in charge because the midwife can tie the scarlet thread early but God is saying that's not the redeemer I have appointed that's not the deliverer I have appointed first there is a glitch then there is the promise first there is a Saul then there is a David so what is going on here is that in the realm of the spirits, the prophet shows up now. I've switched. I've switched. I've switched. I've switched. So Samuel shows up and he picks the tallest man, the best looking man, and he puts the scarlet thread upon his hands. He says, you'll be king. You have been anointed as the ruler of God's people. It is you. But God sends another midwife. In the book of Samuel, God uses the same man to play the role of the two midwives. That that's first scarlet, you will untie it. Samuel prayed, interceded. I don't know if it was his ego that was at stake. 
I don't know if it was the circumstances in which the first tie-in was made. This young man was looking for donkeys that were missing. He says he was from a wealthy family. I don't know, maybe that family was too wealthy for God to work with. His father had everything. They had Lamborghinis and Bentleys and Ferraris and everything packed there. And somebody had taken away the Tesla. So Saul left the house in search of the missing donkeys. And they were searching, used the tracking device, used the GPS. They found nothing. And the man with him said, there is a seer. There is a prophet. They are still midwives. It doesn't matter how, how, how delayed this labor is. God still has his gifts that can induce that labor. And say, today is the day of delivery. I don't know what the sound of my voice. I don't know how long you've carried that infirmity in your body. I don't know how long the covenants that have been brokered on your behalf have been valid for. I have come sent by the Spirit as a midwife to induce labor. To induce labor today. That today is your day of breaking forth. I said today is your day of breaking forth. And May is your season of breaking forth. Come on, if you believe it, say, I believe it. I am breaking forth. And I'm breaking forth on all sides. Come on, I want you to shout it. I want them to hear us downtown. I am breaking forth. And I'm breaking forth on all sides. Glory to Jesus. So first, there's the tying of the first hand. There's the crowning of Saul. But the plan was that the scepter will never depart from Judah. Judah tried so hard to mess things up. He tried very hard. You might not know the story of Judah. If you were to read Genesis 38, you would see a young man. Bible scholars tell us he was a teenager when he left home. He decided he was leaving home. He says he went to a city and he joined himself to the people there. And he saw a woman from the land and he got married to her. In his young age, I don't know what was processing through his mind. Maybe he was having flashbacks and PTSD. We sold our brother. Is he really dead? Have they killed him in Egypt? He didn't know that God was working out what God was working out. But he was there flogging himself. He was there flogging himself. I don't even know if he remembered to tell his father goodbye. He said, I'm going away. I want to go and start a new life. And God is saying, you still carry destiny. You can't walk yourself out of my plan for you. No matter how far you go, my hands will draw you back. So he goes to a strange place and meets a strange lady and has a son. And the son meets this lady, marries this lady. Boy, let me not jump to next week. The summary is that Judah tried so hard the same way you've been trying so hard to nullify the prophecy upon your life. Once upon a time, the word of the Lord came to you. I am sending you forth to a land. Many of us have forgotten. Some of us, once upon a time, your biggest prayer point was Father. Immigration, immigration, immigration. You refresh your email 1,000 times. Have they sent it? And one day they will just send you, this is to confirm that we have received. Some of you remember how you rejoiced. They didn't say we are processing it all. They said we have received your application. Once you just see IRCC. Hey! God of Elijah sent fire. He said glory to God. We have received it. 
the, the, the folks who were born here, you know, all these Canadians, they don't get it. They don't, they don't get it. You know, you, you, some of you were just added on page three of the application. I'm talking of the primary applicants that knew that if God does not show up, and prophecy came. There was a delay. You were, you, were, you, were, you were gathering proof of funds from pillar to post. Someone said, PD, just go on. Don't go to the proof of funds part. Just, just move on fast. <laughs> Glory to Jesus. But prophecies went ahead of you. That I'll plant you in a new land. And I will do great things with your life. I will raise you, not as a beggar, but as a king. I will raise you, not as someone needy, but as one that will feed the nations. But you are working so hard, you've forgotten the plan. You were not designed to come here to enjoy free health care, showing up in the hospital every week. Do you understand? You were, not this, you were not sent here to be the one maximizing credit, because there's credit. You were here to lend to the nation. Oh boy, am I in the right church this morning? That was the original plan. But we got here and we forgot. You got your first card. You got your first auto loan. You were driving a nice car. You did your first mortgage. And you just sunk into comfort zone. But remember, I've been sent as a midwife. I've come to pull you out. And I've come to announce to you that God's destiny, God's plan for your life has not changed. That prophecy that went ahead of you. Some of you, it was not to you. It was daddy that received that prophecy. It was on a three-day retreat far on a mountain in some village somewhere. And God said, I'm raising a son through you. It's going to be a prophet to the nations. I am raising a daughter through you. She's going to be a wonder to our world. And this daughter has gone abroad and has become something else. But today, today, there is a prophetic recalibration. And we are taking off the scarlet thread from every hand that it has been tied to and we are putting it on the hands of the real deliverers. Out of Zion, deliverers shall arise. Out of Zion, deliverers shall arise. Out of Zion, deliverers shall arise. Come on, if you believe it, shout with me. I am breaking forth. <sighs> Verse 29, again. But he drew back his hand, and behold, his brother was born first. And she said, what a breaking forth you have made for yourself. At what age? At what age? What a breaking forth you have made for yourself. Therefore his name was called Perez. Breaking forth. Breaking forth. I know thou great Samuel, man of God, you found Saul and you've tied this thread on his hands. But God is saying it is time to move to my original plan. The makeshift season is over. I said the makeshift season is over. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2. 1 Samuel chapter 9, verse 1 and verse 2. Now there was a man of Benjamin whose name was Kish, the son of Abiel, the son of Zerah, the son of Becherath, the son of Aphia, a Benjamite, a mighty man of power. The prophecy is that the scepter will never depart from Judah. And he had a son whose name was Saul, a choice young man. It was goodly. And there was not among the children of Israel a goodlier person. That's, that English can only be King James. A goodlier. 
It says from his shoulders upward, he was higher than any of the people. It was not the most beautiful girl. This was the most, most handsome man. Most powerful. It was the tallest of the lot. And God said, I know this is the hands the midwives will rush and go and tie first. Let them tie it. Let them tie it. And let them see that my ways are better than your ways. My choice is better than your choice. My plan is better than your plan. Do you believe it this morning? I said, do you believe it this morning? So 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 11. 1 Samuel 16, verse 1. We'll move a bit quicker now. 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 11. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 1. It repented me that I have set up Saul to be king. For he is torn back from following me. Does it sound like the baby pulling back the hands now? And has not performed my commandments. And it grieved Samuel, the midwife. But I've already tied the scarlet. He cried all night. Trying to salvage it. God is saying, I've closed that chapter. I have closed that chapter. I've closed that chapter. I come and speak into your life. That that chapter of depression is closed. That chapter of poverty is closed. That chapter of struggle. Everything is just struggle. That chapter is closed. In the mighty name of Jesus. I said that chapter is closed. You might not look like it. You might not feel like it. Nothing around you might seem like it. But I come to speak over your life, over your destiny. By prophecy, hear you the word of the Lord KICC in Canada. That chapter is closed. And I'm opening a new chapter. 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 I am opening a new chapter. In the name of Jesus. Chapter 16 and verse 1. So the Lord said to Samuel, How long will you mourn for this first baby? Seeing that he's not my choice. The scepter. The plan is that it will not depart from Judah. He says, Now fill your horn with oil and go. And I will send you to Jesse, the Bethlehemite. For I have provided me a king among his sons. You guys needed something urgently? The first hand came out. He says, now I have provided me. Can you see it? I prepared this one. Someone is about to enter into that season. It will have God's signature all around it. I have prepared this one. He said, all that is good and perfect comes from above. It is not just manageable. Do you hear me? Your days of management are over. You are entering into the realm of good and perfect. Do you know what good and perfect means? No, you don't know what good. Let me tell you what good and perfect means. There was a time I walked into a store. This was many years ago, outside Canada. All right. And I saw this shoe. I loved the shoe. I looked at the price. I loved the price. Now I was working, you know, earning some, some things. Some things. I said, I love this shoe. And I asked them, do you have this shoe I don't want to see my size. So that next week, I'll not see like 50 shoes <laughs> at my door, plus those watching online. So I won't say my size. Let's imagine my size is 100. All right. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> hmm. I said, you have this size in 100? They said, no. 
We have it in 95. Ah. I said, but I love this shoe. You know what the person selling he said? Like, like the first midwife. He said, at least put your leg. You put no the people I'm talking about, right? He said, just put your leg. I put the leg. Ah, ah. So I said, fit you. See the feet. Ah, ah. I bought it too. I bought it like, your, your people, your people, <laughs> glory to Jesus. He said, look at the feet. The feet is excellent. It is perfect. And I looked at it. It was good, but it was not perfect. I did not know on the first day. So I was, you know, enjoying my shoes. I wear it to work. The nature of our work, we resume in the morning. Work, go to this bed, go to that bed, go to the lab, go to the wards, go to the theater, go everywhere. Enjoy my shoes. Day one, day two, day three, week one. You put know where the story is going. Week two, week three. After a while, there was a loud siren for my feet. It was a cry for deliverance. I heard, it was a big protest. I did like this. I felt it. I did like this. Then I removed the shoe. That was the last day I wore it. The pain took almost nine months. It was a school of, don't, don't take good and take it home. Wait for good and perfect. And for someone, that is what is happening in this season. In the mighty name of Jesus. The good that at the time you saw it, it was good for you. But it has caused you pain. I don't know how to tell people. Because the last time you had that conversation, you told them God told me. You told them God told me. So it has brought pain. Now you can't go back and say, this pain is pain, you know, because they will trust humans. They will just remind you, didn't you say, but that God has sent me to you this morning is removing every pain and is bringing you into the season of good and perfect. In the mighty name of Jesus. Come on, if you believe it, shout it from the depth of your being. I am breaking forth. I am breaking forth. So the Lord tells the midwife, he says, get up. It's time to untie the rope and it's time to retie it. He says, fill your horn with oil and go. I will send you to Jason the Bethlehemite. One of his sons has been ordained by me to be my king. And I'm talking to that king today. I am talking to that king today. Do you believe the destiny you carry is a destiny to reign? Do you believe it? The destiny you carry is a destiny to reign. Do you believe wherever it is you are on the surface of this earth, irrespective of the color of your skin, irrespective of the color of your passport, you have another, G another gene inside you. You carry a DNA. That DNA has you as the ruler of the universe. You don't believe it. You don't believe it. If you believe it, your shoulders will be high. I am not a minority. I am not disadvantaged. I am not disadvantaged. You are looking at the color of the packaging. I carry greater on my inside. I carry glory. My father owns this land. My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Do you understand that? My father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. My father owns the thousand hills. Hey, you didn't get it. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He owns the thousand hills. Everything that the cattle on the thousand hills need to feed, he owns them. The rain that waters the thousand hills, he owns it. The oxygen that the cattle will breathe, he owns it. He owns everything. And he sent me here not to beg. I refuse to beg. I refuse to be small. 
I refuse to manage. I refuse to stay with the good when what he has in store for me is good and perfect. I refuse to stay with manageable. I refuse to lavish in debt. I refuse to live a fake lifestyle when what he has in, in store for me is abundance. I refuse to be the one showing up. Hear me? There's nothing wrong with medicine. I'll be the last person to castigate medical science. Spent almost 10 years of my life. And I'm grateful till tomorrow for the role that health workers play. But I've come to tell you, God's plan for you is to enjoy good health. You didn't hear it. God's plan for you is to enjoy, not to endure, to enjoy good health. I don't know how loud I can shout this. God's plan for you is to live in the overflow. God's plan for you, you know sometimes some messages pop up on your phone, you don't want to read it because you know another request has come. But God is about to pull you from the season where before the request comes, you've made provision for it. Somebody hear me. In the month of May, the Lord will empower you. You will open a new account. It will be your account for helps. You might actually rename it. You call it helps. That when the request comes, I already have a budget for you. When the request comes, I already have a budget for you. God sent me in advance to be the deliverer. Before the need comes, come on, I'm not talking of $2 to go buy some pencils. I'm not talking of $5 to grab a coffee. I'm talking of things that will shake destinies. I'm talking of school fees. I'm talking of care of the widows and the motherless. I'm talking about sponsoring of crusades. Do you believe it? So when the midwife is going to retire, it goes with the horn of oil. Stay here. We're wrapping up. But when the first midwife is making a decision based on sight and rushing to go and tie, it doesn't go with the horn of oil. Give us chapter 10 and verse 1. This was the first tying. I, I hope our metaphors are not too confusing. You know what I mean by the first time. Yes, then Samuel took a vial of oil. The first time is done with a vial of oil. The second time is done with a horn of oil. The vial is a bottle. It is a flask. It is a symbol of what is man-made. A symbol of the flesh. It is anointing by the flesh for the flesh. What's that definition of democracy? Government of the people, by the people, for the people. This was anointing of the people. By the people, for the people. It was a vial, it was a flask, it was a bottle. This one, you can open it. And you can pour it anywhere you want to pour it. But when you go with the horn of oil, in fact, the, the, the horn itself, the material is not flesh. It is on. When they said on, they actually meant on. Some Bible theologians actually believe that when the oil is inside, it is sealed with a wax-like covering. And that the one appointed by Jehovah, when that on comes near, it melts the wax, then the oil can pour. You, that one, you don't, you don't just pour it anywhere. It is poured on the appointed person. And I've come to untie the first thread. And I've come to retire it on your destiny. You've worked so hard to mess up his plan. 
<laughs> but the blood has worked so hard to reinstate you to the master plan. Some of you, you lost five years. You've lost ten years. Some of you, you've made mistakes. You've flogged yourself and you've allowed people to flog you. I come to pick every cane. Whether you are the one using it or they are the ones using it. Your days of self-flagellation and your days of self-castigation and the days of tearing down God's temple and tearing down God's investment, those days are over. Not anymore. You are the one that God is raising in this season, in this new season, and he sent me here to retire that symbol, that scepter of authority, to retire that scepter of deliverance and to announce to you that your season of breaking forth has come. Therefore, I come holding the horn of oil in the spirit. And I begin to pour it upon your life. And I ordain you king. I ordain you king. I anoint you king. You were made to rule. He didn't shed his blood for you to manage. He didn't shed his blood to, to, to create a quick, no frills airline to fly you to heaven. No. Since there's work here. Rule. Reign. Rule. Reign. Rule. Reign. Let them have dominion. Let them be fruitful. Let them multiply. Let them replenish there. Let them subdue it. It doesn't matter whether they're in Canada, whether they're in the US, whether they're in Australia, whether they're in Africa. It doesn't matter whether they are natural resources or not. They carry divine resources. They carry glory. And those are the resources I will work with. And he says, go, my son. Announce to them. It is time to rule. It is time to reign. The one who they already know you in the lab. They know you. The person taking the blood is already shaking their head. He <laughs> says, how many days more? How many days more? The one who the, 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 the radiology technician looking at the ultrasound scan, seeing the fibroids are growing. The CT person is saying, we can still see the lumps in the breast. The MRI person is saying that the tumor is still in the brain. I'm not telling you they didn't see correctly. But I'm telling you that after this pouring of this oil, they can go check again. I said they can go check again. You can go back for that blood work. You can go back for that ultrasound scan. You can go for the CT and MRI appointment. And I'm telling you that glory has done a perfect work. And it has melted. It has disappeared. I don't know why the sound of my voice is trusting God for healing. That oil is still available. We had a miracle service here on Friday. Immediately after the service, God did not even allow us to go. We saw an instant testimony. An instant testimony of a, of a bent back. It straightened and it became pain-free. There was another testimony we witnessed in this room. It was at our crossover service that the word of the Lord came and said in 2022 that Raphael, it will run in this room. It will run. I didn't hear it. I was not there. It was after service they told me for the first time he opened his mouth and he said, thank you, Jesus. He said it. And people heard it. And people heard it. You can't tell me that that work hasn't started. And I'm telling you in this month of May, something strange is about to happen. I come by the road of the apostolic and the prophetic. And I come under the authority of the one who crowns, the one who ordains. I come not with vows, but I come with horns. I come not with vows, but I come with horns. Every power that has covenanted, that you will remain in a place of smallness, that you will remain in a place of depravity, that you remain in a place where you are, you are caged up. We declare right now by the authority in the name of Jesus that you are coming out of such cages. You are coming out.
You are coming out of such prisons. You are not just coming out to say, I've escaped. No, I, I am ushering you to your throne. And you will sit there and you begin to reign. You that you were once sick, you begin to reign over infirmity and disease. You that you were once broke, you become a lender to many nations. You that even to pray for headache, it was struggle. You'll be the one casting out devils. In the name of Jesus. Hear me? Hear me? You can read with the eyes or you can read with the spirit. Authority over creeping things and everything that flies and everything in the waters. You can either choose for it to be fish and birds or for it to be authority over demonic spirits. I choose to believe because I know what the, the author is saying to me. His, his issue is not with fish. What was the, what's the matter with fish? His issue is not with birds. When I tell you you have authority over fish, how does that help you? How does that help you? But when I tell you that there are, there are things that are broken in deep waters and you have authority over that, over the beds of the earth, there are things broken in the heavenlies, in the second heavens, and you have authority over that. They can gather together. Surely they will gather. We don't go there to, we don't bother about their gathering. We know we have a superior gathering. It says all authority in heaven. All authority on earth, under the earth, everywhere has been given to me. Therefore, I give you this authority. It's at work in you. Do you believe it is at work in you? Do you believe it is at work in you? Come on, shout it one more time. I am breaking forth. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There is power. There is power. There's wonder working power. In the blood of the Lamb. And there is power. There is power. Miracle working power. It's in the precious blood of the Lamb. Revelation chapter 5. Revelation chapter 5. We read from verse 1 to 5 very quickly. I'll read verse 9 and verse 10. It says, Then I saw a scroll in the right hand of the one who was sitting on the throne. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There was writing on the inside and on the outside of the scroll. And it was sealed with seven seals. It was perfectly sealed. It was unopenable. And I saw a strong angel. Please do not just, every word in scripture is deliberate. There were so many words that vied to make it. The ones that made it are there by design. Are you with me? He's saying this was not just a um, one star angel. This was not three Vs. This was not a sergeant angel. He says a strong angel. Strong angel. Shouted with a loud voice. Who is worthy to break the seals on this scroll and open it? Picture it. People who have seen small angels, by the time the Lord begins to open your eyes, you can see the, the this. If we were in a three, three story building, hello, can I work with your imagination a bit? If we were in a three story building, the legs of the angel will be the roof of a three story building. Terrible looking creatures. That don't carry what you carry. 
He made an audacious announcement. Who can open this thing? Who can, who can settle this case? He said, no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll and to read it. Then I began to weep bitterly. <laughs> 2022. Began to weep bitterly. The first miscarriage, the second miscarriage, I began to weep bitterly. They've told us to pack out, move out. I began to weep bitterly. Because no one was found worthy to open the scroll and to read it. Hmm. Thank God the story doesn't end there. I said, thank God the story doesn't end there. It says in verse 5, but one of the 24 elders, you see how God has reserved this treasure for earthen vessels. When the angel looked into the matter, as strong as it was, the verdict was that perhaps there is nobody, but God took one of the 24 elders and he said, stop weeping. Help me turn to your neighbor. Say, stop weeping. Say, stop weeping. Say, stop weeping. Tell them, wipe your tears. Tell them, yeah, you can wipe your tears now. It's a new day. The siege is over. I know you've tried and you're tired of trying, but you can wipe your tears now. The siege is over. And they stop weeping. Look, the lion of the tribe of, I want you to shout Judah. The lion of the tribe of, 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 the lion of the tribe of. It says the heir to David's throne, he has won the victory. He's worthy to open the scroll and it's seven seals. He's able to do that work and to do it perfectly. He's able to wipe your tears and to wipe them completely. He's able to pick you from a nobody. If all he does is to make you a somebody, that will be okay. But he makes you someone that the world will reckon with. Someone that generations unborn will reckon with. Am I talking to those people this morning? If you believe you are one of them, I want you to jump up on your feet and begin to thank him because he has opened the seals. He has broken the chains. He has prevailed. Yeshua. Amashiach, lion of the tribe of Judah, he has prevailed. The seals are broken. The limitations are taken away. I've worked so hard to mess it up, but today the horn of oil has found me. Come on, open your, open your mouth, child of God, and decree it. I am breaking forth in this season. The oil has found me. Mercy has found me. Grace has found me. I am breaking forth. I am breaking forth. Verse 9. What is your response? It says they sang a new song. Somebody in the month of May, you are going to sing a new song. As you are typing, I know I said that he has wiped your tears. But many of us this month, you will shed tears of joy. Go and write it down. As you are typing your testimony, tears will be falling off your eyes. And you will say, I, I know I had faith. But I didn't know it will happen like this. Prophecy is about to provoke composers in the house. You begin to compose new songs. He said the one they sang was that you are worthy to take the scroll. To break its seals and to open it. For you were slaughtered. And your blood has ransomed people for God. From every tribe. From every language. From every people. 
from every nation and you have caused them to become you've caused them to become verse 10 kings and priests kings and priests for our God and they will reign in heaven did I read it right? okay, okay, okay somebody didn't see it you have made them kings and priests and they will reign in heaven. What does this say on your screen? So if you actually did what he did, the plan was for you to begin to reign here and now. Hello? Am I in church? Do you believe you are reigning here and now? Because we've been told that it's in heaven we are going to reign. You know the way they told hard-working teachers in those days? The teacher's reward is where? And people were raising doctors, raising lawyers, raising engineers, raising bankers, raising marketers, raising great men, raising great women. They were just there. Our reward is in, is in heaven. You know that's how a lot of believers live. Heavenly race. I don't go tired. My reward is in heaven. And I will reign. When I get to heaven and the devil slaps them, it is okay to slap me. But there's another breed that will say the fullness of his glory and his power, I carry it now. He paid for it with his blood. Therefore, you foul spirit from the pit of hell, speaking lies, you demon of infirmity and affliction, afflicting my body. Hear the word of the Lord. I am reigning here, spirit, soul, body. I am reigning here on the earth right here right here and now i am bringing dominion to my world all around dominion breaking forth on every side i know there's a lot of mess in my history i know there are a lot of unnice things in my genealogy but guess what the only spirit writing scriptures even brought tamar into the picture the same tamar that was the that was the wife of the first son wife of the second son deprived from marrying the third son posed as a prostitute slept with judah that was what left to the birth of these twins and god insisted in spite of all of those detours i am a restorer in spite of all those detours i am a restorer come on tell your neighbor you can't mess up god's plan for your life you are not strong enough you are not powerful enough the pages of the scroll were written in eternity what was written there was dominion what was written there was that you reign you can't mess it up you can try hard but you can't mess it up i can try hard but i cannot mess it up my time of reigning has come and i believe it so i'm singing a new song in this month of may I am singing a new song. I am singing a new song. Let's jump to verse 13. Revelations 5, verse 13. A new song. We've shot over our time a bit. Please pardon me. Let's lay these bricks and let's lay them well. Is verse 13 coming up on our screen? Let's lay it well. I am reigning. I am reigning in life. I am breaking forth. I've believed the lie for too long. Uh -uh. For way too long. I've suffered for too long. I've been broke for too long. Afflicted. The child of God who is supposed to have good rest. You've worked. You want to sleep at night. Some funny thing is afflicting you, pressing down on you. And you wake up sweating. Ah, blood of Jesus, blood of Jesus. No more. No more. I said no more. And I heard 
every created thing that is in the heaven and on earth and under the earth, in Hades, the realm of the dead, and on the sea, and everything that is in them, saying it together. Can we say it together? To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb, Christ, be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. It's changing everything. Thank you, Jesus. In obedience to Christ, blessings, honor, glory, dominion, power to him who sits on the throne, changing everything. In obedience to Christ. First and foremost, just say, Father, thank you because my time has come. Let's start from there. Say, thank you, Lord. It's a new day. It's a new season. I was tired just this morning. I was not sure whether or not I should come to church. I was thinking about April, thinking about the bills due. I literally dragged myself. And now look how you've set me up with the announcements to me. It's a new day. It's a new season, new doors, new opportunities. The chains are broken, slavery is over. The feet has come to an end. It has come to an end, it has come to an end. I am breaking forth on all sides. The thread, the scarlet thread has been removed. It is now being retired now. The horn of oil is coming afresh upon my life. Fresh oil for my head as thou anointed, like that of the wild ox. I have been anointed with fresh oil. Come on, someone, God is giving you strength. Strength for the new season. This new season will, re will require a lot of strength. And the Lord says, I am giving you that strength from, from I am giving you that strength by the Spirit. I'm breaking seals of stagnancy. I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking, I'm breaking. Someone under the chains of addiction. You've tried, you've prayed, you've fasted, you've promised. Today, that old is broken. That stronghold is broken. It is broken. It is broken. It is broken. It is broken. I see in the rebel. I rebuke you, foul spirit. Makelebanto sele kebreyaka tabalaka rabeke shelebanto yapa makala kode lekatabarakatabaya. I rebuke you, foul spirit. I don't know what your name is, but I can see you right now over that life, over that destiny. I command you to get out, get out in the name of Jesus. That spirit, get out now. I don't want to scare you. What I saw and what it looks like is not important. What is important is that it is gone. I said it is gone. In the mighty name of Jesus. We're going to take off the table in a couple of minutes. Please bear with us. Our time is fast spent. The cup this morning. As you drink it, I want you to picture words like slaughtered. Did we read it on the screen? Hello? Did you see it on the screen? Words like slaughtered. 
a ransom for all. It is that blood you are drinking. It's body broken. It is that body you are eating today. It's a covenant activity. It has implications. In medicine, when you are giving somebody blood, you are checking and monitoring them. Because physical blood produces or could produce reactions. How much more the same blood of the eternal sacrifice? It must produce something in you. I want your expectation to rise to a new level this morning. It's the first Sunday of the month of May. It is May 1st. It's a date you can easily remember. It is the day your life changed forever. I said it is the day your life changed forever. In the name of Jesus. This table is for those of us who are born again. And if you're under the sound of my voice, you've never at any point paused to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Today is your day. Today is your day. Today is your day. The plan is for you to reign. There is a throne for you. The plan is for you to reign. Don't, don't get comfortable with the palliatives. You were not meant to be on the receiving end. You were meant to be administrating graces to nations. Signing checks to orphanages in countries you may never step into. Instituting foundations that will support widows even when you are long gone. The plan is big. The plan is very big. But where you are right now, you just want a cup of water. You're saying, God, what, what is this your, your son talking about? Out of that big future, can you just give me $2,000 today? There's a bill due. And you're saying, I want to break this smallness in your mind. I want, to, I, want to, I want to shatter it completely. I want to hold my hands with you. Today is your day. Whether it's your first time or you are rededicating your life, I want us to say this prayer together. I believe in Lord Jesus. I believe you are the Son of God. Thank you for dying for my sins. Thank you for taking my place in the grave. Thank you because the grave could not hold you down. On the third day, victoriously, triumphantly, you rose again. I ask that you live in me. And I receive the grace to live for you. Thank you for giving me eternal life. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. I will live for you forever. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. In Jesus' name, come on, let's celebrate our new family members in the room watching online. Let's celebrate. Guys, this is how you celebrate salvation. Celebrate Jesus. Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope you've been blessed by the sermon. And if you would love to be a part of what God is doing in our midst, feel free to join us on Sundays at 10 a.m. or Wednesdays at 7 p.m. To be a part of the giving, you can give our email at info, I-N-F-O, at K-I-C-C-Canada.ca or through our website at www.kicccanada.ca slash donate. God is doing amazing things in our midst and we look forward to seeing you soon. Remember, you are a champion. God bless you.